give you the vibes. Like I walk in, bottomless drinks. I had I had like uh, too many to count margaritas. Okay. They had the food, blah blah blah, and then you go into the dance floor, and there's a DJ in the middle, and on each side, there's two dudes throwing ass mm. in a thong. Mm, okay. And they got so I walked in. They even had dollar bills already hanging from the thongs. I'm like, I walked in with a couple of friends. I'm like, girl, give me a couple singles. What you got? On this week's episode of Thursday Thoughts, we are talking about South by Southwest. Your boy was a panelist on this year's stage. The title for the panel was From Sex Work to Cornrows, It's Not Unprofessional. Good one, right? <laughs> there was actually someone in the audience that was recording the whole conversation. So I'm hoping to get my hands on that so that we can upload it for y'all as an episode. Because the tickets to attend South by Southwest is wild. It's like a couple thousand dollars from my understanding. But as a panelist, you don't have to pay for a ticket you get access to everything and it's like not just the regular pass it's kind of like a vip pass so your boy was in and out of everything which well kind of we'll we'll get into it in the episode to give you some context in case you have not heard about south by southwest it's a nine-day conference that is held in austin texas this year's event was from march 10th through the 19th and there's everything from conference style panels a music festival there's a section on film and tv there's keynote speakers comedy specials exhibitions and parties here are some stats on 2022 there were almost 43 thousand conference attendees over those nine days in austin texas there were about three thousand five hundred conference speakers and almost a thousand five hundred conference sessions crammed into those nine days now about these conference sessions the way to actually get accepted you essentially have to submit an application so it goes through this review process where it's a combination of the south by southwest committee as well as the public voting on the thousands of submissions that they get. I was fortunate enough to be selected from all of these submissions. So I flew to Austin for the conference. I was there from Friday to Monday. And on this episode, you're gonna hear about my experience. It's a very unique conference, right? Cause it's like a conference meets festival. It's, it goes on for nine days. Like that's massive. And to your point of taking full advantage of it, I think that someone's first time attending, I, I would not be surprised. Like your experience was probably common. I, I would imagine it might be a little bit overwhelming and or exhausting and or, you know, just a lot to take in. And with so many things to do and places to be, how do you prioritize, right? And so when you say I didn't take full advantage of it, I just wonder like well did you did you get out of it what you were hoping to is the bigger question it's funny because when i'm thinking about how south by southwest made me feel while i was there mm. overwhelmed was one of those three words that i want to get into so when i think about south by southwest and those three feelings i felt overwhelmed delicious we'll get into that Ooh. okay <laughs> and, and inspired but overwhelmed let me tell you, before, so I had to fly out, I think, on a Friday. The Thursday at, like, 8 p.m., my Airbnb canceled on me. Mm. 
And when I tell you I had that Airbnb booked for like at least a month already. Yeah, yeah. And the Airbnb was like pretty damn close to the various hotels and convention centers where it was. So I would have woke up, walked a few blocks, got my coffee, gone to the thing. Now, I had to instantly fucking be like, where's the other hotels that are available? Hotels, prices skyrocketed. Ended up booking an Airbnb that had like zero reviews. But I was like, you know what? Somebody upstairs take the wheel. I'm going. <laughs> but for a minute, I was like, I don't think I'm going to go. Oh, man. So I end up booking That's Airbnb. Real. And it's a little further out. Not that far out, but a little further out than I anticipated being. And I think because of that, I was a little discouraged to, you know, pay for the Uber or rent the little little um scooter, the the little electric scooter to go over there. And like, eh, yeah, and I'm not saying it was really far, but it was further than expected. And just the sheer number of events and panels and things that is not even like they're happening throughout the day. Like if you look up the schedule on the website, you look up like a time slot, like, oh, I'm available at 1 p.m. Let me see what's available. Just at 1 p.m., there are 20 different panels. Yeah. So you got to be like, damn, do I want to see this person who I really love or this person who I also really love at the same time? And one panel may be four blocks away at some hotel, but the other panel at 2 p.m., when that shit is over, maybe four blocks away. So you got to finish that to run to the other. It it was a lot. So I only went to one. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well... The one that you went to, tell me about it. The one panel that I did go to was a keynote, but it was really an interview. Um, I guess anything that isn't a panel with more than one person being interviewed is is a keynote, apparently. Okay. Um, and it was with Jose Andres. And mm. he's this renowned, famous Michelin star chef from Spain, I believe. And he had a couple quotes in his talk that I was just like, mic drop this man gems gems like he was talking about he just got back from ukraine before that he was in haiti any sort of like big unfortunate disaster he is there for relief and when you typically think about disaster relief and support you don't typically think of chefs and he made the argument he was like food is what we need to keep alive like if i could provide my talents as a chef to help those in need like i'm gonna do that so he runs towards the disaster mm-hmm. and he had this quote around like yo i'm always at these doing these panels and these talks around like how to end world hunger and then i look at the stage of people giving their solutions and it's people that have never been hungry he was like how are you gonna solve world hunger you, with you people that are know the problem that have never been hungry and i was like oh I was like, you yeah. know what? This panel alone is might have been all I needed for South by Southwest. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. And if there's anyone that you're going to catch, like Jose is definitely one of them. I've heard him speak as well previously. And I remember during, um, you know, lockdown, he was doing a lot of work and I followed his uh, journey. So that's amazing that you got to hear him. And, and that's really powerful because I think it speaks to so much of what we do. Yeah. Who better than the folks who have been there, done that, to actually say, like, here's the problem that I have personally faced. 
and here's what I think a solution is versus, you know, people who just don't get it. So we covered overwhelm and now we are just talking about a chef. So I want to understand how it is that you felt delicious. Yo, all right. So you remember how I said I only went to one event? Uh-huh. That's because I got in Friday, didn't do anything Friday. I saw Jose Andres Saturday. Then like morning, I... afternoon? Afternoon, because I went to work out Saturday, okay. early afternoon, I went to go see him. And then the things are over at like four. So I'm like, you know what? Let me head back. Let me rest up a little bit before I go out. Mm. Before I hit those streets. Mm. Here we go. And one of the things I saw by Southwest is that there's not only panels, there's also parties. Like, yeah. And they're sponsored. So I'm talking about they have burgers galore, sandwiches, mm. everything, bottomless drinks for hours. Yeah, if you're, going to, if you're going to South By or any of these, like, big events, just, like, know that you should not be paying to eat or drink anywhere because the sponsors put a lot of money into making sure that they're throwing parties that are all-inclusive to lure you with. So if you pay for food or drink, you're doing it wrong. But I digress. Please continue. I want to hear where you at. Big facts. And also, drinks like coffee. Like Amazon, mm -hmm. for example, they just, like, took over within a fucking 10 block radius every single coffee shop and it was just like sponsored by amazon free coffee from this time to this time so in the morning i would get my coffee i worked out then early afternoon i went to go see jose andres and then at night i hit the streets for this hbo max party and it was i think you know what let me get the official title because i don't want to get canceled see i want to call it a gay party but i but i don't know the proper term for it actually so i went to this party sponsored by hbo balante it was called oh stunting vibes and tunes spun by local queer latinx dj Bobby c it has a couple eyes in there That's oh okay <laughs> no the c Bobby c oh okay got it got it yeah, yeah. uh featuring dj's chorizo funk and gabriela lopez bucio so they were give you the vibes like i walk in bottomless drinks i had I had like uh, too many to count margaritas okay they had the food blah 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 and then you go into the dance floor and there's a dj in the middle and on each side there's two dudes throwing ass mm. in a thong mm, okay and they got so i walked in and they even had dollar bills already hanging from the thongs i'm like I walked in with a couple of friends. I'm like, girl, give me a couple singles. What you got? Mm, put that in there. I'm like, I'm comfortable with my masculinity. I was like, girl, I already helped this small business out. You helped the other one. <laughs> I was like, she got some more singles, put it in his, put it in his thong. The music, bumping, mad reggaeton. Everybody dancing, chilling. But your boy was feeling mm. like a snack. Oh, boy. When I tell you the amount of dudes that came up to me and was like, Yo, call me. Or I'm at the bar waiting for a drink and some dudes like singing Bad Bunny in my ear. I'm like, ladies, I gotta step it up. <laughs> Cause I might have to I might have to head over, shout out to Diplo. You feel me? Oh. oh. You was feeling real wanted. I was feeling real wanted. I felt so delectable at that party. Oh, I love I, that. I just felt really good. It was a good time. But yeah, I mean, jokes aside, besides 
you know, that really fun time. Overall, I think just being in that environment was really inspiring. And that's your third word, so. That is my third word. Even being in the epicenter of where the conference is and the hotels and all those kind of things, I had a few thoughts around, one, I can't wait to be the only person on stage and be a keynote speaker. <laughs> Seeing that in the, in the future of the vision. I see something like South by Southwest with all of these talk tracks. Like it started off with education. Like you said, it's nine days. It started off with education. Then there was Workplace Re um, Revolution, which was the track that I was on for the panel. And then it goes on into like music and film and various tracks, right? And I'm like, damn, like South by Southwest convinced thousands of people to not only attend, but sponsor and speak and do all these things around this like, common goal i was like we could do this and for us to start off with that event at samsung and now planning to do future events i'm just like there's so many themes and talk tracks that we can rally around as a community mm -hmm. and do things just like south by southwest so when people are reflecting about it they're not just like damn there's so many white people here damn i've never seen so many people that look like me and are on the same wavelength and want to do the same thing as me in whatever city we host this sort of thing at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now that you have gone to your first South by and you've experienced it, um, two things that I want to touch on, right? The first being that you didn't really see it as this big accomplishment or something to be celebrated. So... I would love to know why, why not? I am in a financially insecure situation right now. So in my mind, I can only rationalize success if I'm being paid for it. Mm. I think if I was in a financially secure situation, I would have treated this as a success, but I think my insecurity is leading to anxiety and my anxiety is telling me to focus on revenue driving opportunities. And when I get those, I can celebrate. This wasn't one of them. So I don't feel like I have the right to celebrate. So capitalism got you, huh? It did. And I'm not saying it's not worthy of celebration. I just, I'm not in the mental capacity right now to feel like I should be celebrating. Yeah. I mean, understandable of how you view success. Um, and I said it again, like, I hope you realize, if not right now, soon, that it is a success that you made it to that stage because not everybody gets to be on that stage, right? You have to really like pitch yourself and make a case of you know what your panel is going to be what you're going to talk about why it's important and there are thousands and thousands of speakers that try to go and be a panelist and have you ever tried to be a panelist on south by before no so this is but. your first time, not but, this is your first time and you did it and you got there and no, you didn't get paid, but 
you can now say that you are a South by speaker and you made connections and you met people and you heard a great keynote. So I would say it's a success, especially hearing you say that there really weren't um, as many, you know, black and Latino folks there that were represented, whether in attendance and you were actually on the stage, you got, you know, coverage because of it. So you're, you're there, you're doing the thing and you're advancing for the next person to come up and, you know, who wants to be a speaker. So you're, you're paving the way. So I think it is a success. And if you don't want to celebrate you, that's fine. I'm going to celebrate you and I'm going to give you your flowers. So I appreciate you doing it. Thank you. And you know what? I'll close on this because it's interesting, this idea of pitching yourself, right? Because they literally open up at some point, South by Southwest opens up this portal where you can submit your pitch to be a speaker and talk, you insert like what your panel is going to be about, who's going to be on your panel, et cetera, et cetera. I did not submit an application. In fact, someone submitted an application on my behalf. This was someone who already had a panel in mind about professionalism and redefining it. Someone who went viral in her own right about putting on LinkedIn that she did sex work. And when she thought about the topic of professionalism, she thought, I need to get Pavel on this panel. And that's the thing about creating content the only reason she knows about me is because I create content on platforms like LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. So you don't always even have to pitch yourself. You need to raise awareness for the work that you're doing. And you'd be surprised. Sometimes people are speaking about you in rooms that you're not even in. So take that as some advice. If you're ever doubting your ability to create content or who's going to care or who's going to give value from this people are watching now was that a message for the audience or for you we'll never know <laughs> i see what you did there <laughs> that wraps up this week's episode of the king through podcast if you enjoyed what you heard please do us a favor wherever you are listening leave us a rating and a review going to help us in the algorithms to ensure that these experiences get heard by more people. See you next week. Peace.